Before you can say the common phrase, a trout in the milk, as we all do, it's the Bennett Brothers Podcast for the Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television show. And I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us in the 70s. This is crazy. What are we doing in the 70s, Jerry? This is this is wild. A Quinn Martin production. Barnaby Jones. Streets of San Francisco. Excellent. So we're going to spoil the heck out of the latest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, the final season. As we get, as we cruise towards the end here, we're going to spoil the heck out of it. Like I said, we're going to talk about it, give our review, give our thoughts. You've heard us before. We've done this before. If you're listening to us to the first, if you're listening to us for the first time, welcome. But where you been? We're happy to have you, though. We're happy to have you. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, go to facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Bennett Brothers Pod or send us an email, Bennett Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Facebook is probably the easiest. You can just go there and comment on something, and we'll probably mention it in, the co- in this podcast because we like to talk about what you are interested in. Actually, we like to talk about what we're interested in. That's why we're doing this podcast, so we're being selfish. Anyways... <laughs> Also, go to patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. There you will get mini casts, and those are exclusive to Patreon members. And to become a patron, a patron, you just need to donate money towards the podcast, and that helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. So, thank you for doing that. For those who have done it, thank you for doing it. For those who are thinking about doing it, thank you for doing it if you're just listening to us <laughs> there's just, no ad lib here he's no. written this down this is a verbatim. speech actually i'm reading off a teleprompter why a teleprompter i have no idea but we appreciate everything you guys do listening to us or becoming patron members so thank you thank you thank you uh normally we talk about news in this next segment but we really don't have any news to talk about uh so we will move forward with the episode Unless Jerry has anything else he wants to add. Uh, the, the logo for the Hellstorm TV series came out, which is going to be on Hulu, and has no mention of Marvel anywhere on that. So people are speculating, and that's all there is for news. Well, way to prove me wrong, Jerry. There is news. That's not really news. I, I, I'll tell you some bad news. I've chosen the wrong time in my career to go on and advertise myself as a, a guy who can do replacement Simpsons voices. I was working on my Dr. Hibbert for a while. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> nope, no, I can't no, do it. Nope, nope, nope. You're talking nope. to Carl over here. Oh, no. No, no. You can't do that anymore. Unless you're doing an audio book. Aye, man. If you're doing an audio book, then you can do all the voices. Because that's, that's acceptable. Okay, we're going to move right on <laughs> from that subject. Because uh, we could do a whole podcast on that. We're going to move into our episode. Like Jerry mentioned, a trout in the milk. Jerry, your first Simpsons impression. <laughs> Ow, my eye. <laughs> Oh, football in the groin has a football in the groin. <laughs> oh, my oh. groin. That was George C. Scott. <laughs> George C. Scott. This was a great episode. Again, the show is firing on all cylinders. New new decade. <laughs> I love it. Two different points in this decade. Surprisingly, no mention of the Bicentennial. I was shocked by that. But overall, <laughs> this was great. Loved it from the beginning of the episode all the way through. There will be parts I nitpick at. Mac will still drive me crazy on spots, and Yo-Yo not doing anything drives me crazy. But overall, the addition of Zusa to the show, loved it. You? This is the best episode of the season, in my opinion. You know, you you thought the last episode was. I think this episode is. This episode had. This might be. This, this, might is, be so this episode far. was incredibly going. entertaining. And, you know, I, I guess I'm a little biased when it comes to these shows. When it starts touching into the lore of the TV show, which this does, when it connects a little bit to the MCU, which it kind of does, when it gives us stuff to talk about, I'm all in. This is, uh, this is a very 
of it's a very good episode. This is that episode where, you know, we get to the end and we find out the villains are winning. And I always love episodes like that when it doesn't our the our villains aren't dumb. They're actually pretty smart. And do you find these episodes feeling and again the trend of the season as far as like part one and part two each decade? It's like this is just I a halfway point. That. I mean the thirties we spent two and the sixties two and now the seventies we've spent one. We know the next one uh, is going to stick around. I don't there, know. So. I don't know. I didn't know that. The next one was doing. Did you so. see them trans? Did you see them move on at the end of this episode? No. I did so not. you know it that they're still in the seventies. Everybody got knocked out. They're still in the seventies. I don't know how much. Well, not farther everyone they're... got knocked out. Everybody got knocked. Out. Yo Yo and Deke are still out there. Yes. So great episode. Uh, let's talk. See, this might be the best yes. one afterwards when we get into it. But right off the back, I made the joke about a Quinn Martin production. You know, for a TV series of the seventies, like Canon. And other shows, <laughs> you know, there we go. SWAT. Uh, the the opening introduction again. I'm a little older than Joel, so I that remember the television was always older. on in the 70s. Uh, as a kid, hearing these kind of intros and the way they did this was spot on, including like Deke looking at the camera and smiling. That so was interesting. Uh, I mean, a couple of things I liked in this. We could see Lola. There's no fits in the opening. I noticed it. Yeah. I, I was, I was reading somewhere that they actually had shot a bunch of little vignettes for everyone because they didn't want to use previous episode uh, footage because then that has to do a Screen Actors Guild and paying the actors for previous episode Mac footage. And his, uh, shotgun axe. But they ended up using only two two people. I think it was uh, Fitz and someone else, Yo-Yo. Of Kurt. They, they actually used the vignettes that they filmed. Uh, quickly, this episode was directed by Stan Brooks. He's done – this is his second – Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. His son actually makes an appearance in this episode as a background character, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, like I said, we get to see Lola in the beginning, so I thought Jerry was happy he got Lola back. He's a big fan of Lola. Aren't we all? So the, the title, A Trout in the Milk, it is an old-timey phrase. It is an expression uh, coined by Henry David Thoreau in one of his journals from November 11th, 1850. There, Thoreau, there was some circumstantial evidence that was very strong, and um, I think the, the quote is um, the quote is some circumstantial evidence is very strong as when you find a trout in the milk. I had heard this reference was into the phrase that when milk guys would make, like when watered down milk, like when they would make milk, they would actually pour water in it to get more money out of the milk that they were making. And it was kind of like the fact that it was it, it, it represented something along the lines of like, oh, there must have been a trout in this milk because there's so much water in it. Well, here's the real reason why they called it a trout in the milk. I don't think this could be According real. to writer Eden Baghadichi, uh, when they were researching the opening credits, they came upon a title from a uh, title, Trout for Milk, from 1973, and that's why they decided to use it. All right. So there you go. We gave you theories and explanations, and then we give you the truth. So we start in the we start getting a... Shots of 1973. We start getting shots of New York City, so we are now on the East Coast again. I I guess they when they do the time jump, it's also a location jump. Well, as you know, if you were to jump in time, even oh yeah, a week or two, yeah, are you are you you, exactly? Are you can you, you know, that's the whole time travel thing. Like even if you jump in time, ten seconds, you should be over the Earth ten seconds in a different position. That's why well, you shouldn't be work. over the Earth. You should be in a different part of the universe or the galaxy, at least. No, solar no, no, system. no, no, no. Because the, su- the solar seconds, system. Ten seconds is not moving that fast. It is moving. The, 
I think if 10 seconds... The universe seconds, is moving incredibly fast. Our galaxy and our solar system, because our solar system is moving through our galaxy and our galaxy is so moving through the universe. So even one second, it would be off the planet. Maybe I don't... Well, maybe. It's moving like an insane amount of speed, so... If anyone has the answer to that, if anyone's a physicist or Nobody a, has the answer an astrophysicist, let us know because I know I'm right. We get a shot of the World Trade Centers, which I'm, I don't know when this is ever going to end, if it will ever end for me or if this is going to be the next generation past us. But every time I see the World Trade Center, I am taken right out of what I'm watching. Not just because of what happened and what we, the world we lived in at, through the time. Do you feel the same way, or is the, can you not like not think about that when you see them? I do that with Pearl Harbor. Because Pearl Harbor <laughs> is a, a staple. In... Whenever I see those ships, I think about it. But no, seriously, I like, do. No, do it doesn't just... really bug me. I mean, I, I know it doesn't. I bu- it doesn't bug me. I'm just it saying. It doesn't the pull me out. I... It doesn't pull me out. I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, it's. You don't think about. You don't go. Oh, World Trade Center. Like every time you see, you don't look at any of the other buildings. You just look at the World Trade Center. And go, no, it's, just, yeah, it's a date. So it's a. It's a date. It's the same way if I saw this skyline from 1931 and there's just the Empire Strikes, uh, the Empire State Building, <laughs> or, or the, the Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. So yeah, that's fair. That that is fair. It puts it at a date. So everyone's getting new garb and new clothing, and they're walking around except for Sousa, who keeps his same suit, and I love it. He looks good in that suit. Don't change it. Mm-hmm. Suits, and that's a, that's a men's fashion statement. Suits never go out of style unless they're zoot suits or. You know, That's that kind of style. That doesn't really uh, stay in style. And I like, and Jerry was talking about this, about the earth spinning and moving, and all of a sudden we're in a different spot when you travel. Sousa is trying to figure out time travel as well. Did he always survive? Yeah. And, and I then, thought about you here, Joel, because they then, basically did the Austin Powers explanation. Yeah, da- Daisy's like, let's try not to think about it. It was, the, which it is was. Joel's thing. Oh, no, I've gone cockeyed. That, that is the Austin Powers when he's traveling through time, and Nigel, or number two, or... Nigel Exposition. Yeah. Nigel Exposition. Thank you. He goes, you probably shouldn't think about it, and neither should you at home. And it, it's, it's what, the, what is, needs to be done. But that's not fair for this show. This show is always about scientifically explaining how the superpowers work. And so it can't go, I'm, we're going to scientifically explain how superpowers work, and then when time travel comes, they go, oh, let's just not think about it. That, nope, nope, you, you've set a precedent. You need to think about it in this show. We're going to. We missed uh, talked about where May and Coulson are walking, and they're discussing her feelings or lack thereof, and how she's kind of an empath now. Uh, she still has this huge resentment towards Coulson, kind of, when it's convenient for the storyline, and then they're talking when it's fine. But yeah, she's she's basically we're dealing with a character who always kept her feelings repressed to a certain degree, and now she's having to confront all different feelings at different times. So that's her arc this season, I guess. We go to the crazy canoe. I don't know if it's called the crazy canoe anymore, but that's what it'll forever be known as to me. We get a mention of Dooley. What? Dooley? Jerry, who's Dooley? No idea. Really? No. Are what? you serious? I, I'm... Do we get a mention of Chief Dooley? Chief Dooley was the oh, chief okay, yeah. from Agent Carter. And what was who, the mention? Spoiler, he, gets, he, get, he used to go to he this place. He jumped out the building and exploded. Yeah, he gets that. to go to this place. He used to go, he used to, go to this place right. with I the plaque and all now. that. I he had his own booth this. and everything, which is awesome. Another, another, another reference to Agent Carter. I wish Sousa would have been like, yeah, I know Dooley. We've talked. The eye hole entrance here I thought was clever. It's not, it's not an eye hole entrance anymore. It's where the keypad is. So they just took the eye hole and put the keypad up there. And then pee, they, I, that's a pee hole, man. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, and then they, the, the password is still swordfish, 
And I don't know if we ever mentioned this, but swordfish, sword. If you're looking for a connection, the connection is the John Travolta, Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman movie from 2003, Swordfish. Look it up. It's an X-Men spinoff because of Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman. That is a not true statement. That is, that is, but it is a statement on the movie. It is not true. We have a What's the most party. famous thing of the Swordfish Oh, no. Movie? See, I didn't want to even bring it up. I didn't even <laughs> want to bring it up. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm going to walk away from that. We have a shield party going on in, in, the, in the crazy canoe. Interesting fact, I discovered this uh, on Reddit, so thank you, Reddit. Uh, I, I forgot who wrote it, so I won't be able to give credit Bob to Bob Reddit is a guy. Uh, we get a nice little close-up of a beer called uh, Benderies. Benderies English Ale first appeared in the Season 2 premiere of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is a reference to Benjamin Deary, who is a dear friend of Nick Blood, who played Hunter on this mm-hmm. show. And this, this beer has appeared in numerous episodes throughout the show throughout the series so i thought that was a cool thing that maybe we've mentioned it before we've done way too many shield episodes but it's good to be reminded of it that that's why they showed a close-up it's a fictional beer in this universe Mm -hmm. that we have seen since season two and i find that not an interesting fact i find that just a fact yeah well i found it interesting (laughs) and that's why i brought it up if i wanted to bring up just facts i'd be like they walk through a door a door is a thing that separates two rooms Uh, that is a fact now you've got some interesting stuff going on on the zephyr Simmons and Deke. Yeah, Simmons is Simmons' neck hurts. We get a lot of little stuff from Simmons this episode, a lot of small things that we're going to talk about that are going to come into play maybe next episode, maybe the first episode we get fits. I don't know, but her neck is hurting. Uh, Deke comes in. He's been doing combat training against the punching bag because that's what Mac wants him to do because he was kidnapped by Hydra, so he's not allowed to come into the field until he can fight. Remember, Daisy couldn't fight. Now she's one of the most incredible mm-hmm. fighters ever. So what is She had mean? a lot of training from May. She had a lot of she had years of training actually. We find out that Freddie's funeral was three years ago. Freddie's funeral. Freddie died. Freddie. Uh, interesting. Died in I just thought this was going to be a throwaway line, and I thought we were done with Freddie. I did not expect Freddie to be alive. I, again, I did not see the previous or next time on. So, the fact that they they, they said this, I was like, okay, we're moving on. Freddie's dead. We're going to be dealing with Gideon Malik. Freddie's dead. The final nightmare. And not only we also see that on Simmons' neck, she has. The three red glowing dots. Did you on the back. like me? Did you think that the predator was targeting her? Yeah, of course her? I did. When you see three dots, you think someone's going to shoot you. At the lighthouse, well, we get to go back to the lighthouse. There's no fits contact. There's been no fits contact, we and even if there was, be reuniting soon. Even if there was, she couldn't mention it. it's classified. Didn't this is the first time we noticed? Even though I didn't notice it, that this is when Deke mentions Bobo, Bobo. and she's like, what? And so she didn't, she, I don't know if she's ever been around when Deke has talked about Fitz. As she, Bobo. Has, she has, she has, this okay. was the first hint of that at the lighthouse. We get back to the lighthouse set. Mac and Yo-Yo, they're exploring the lighthouse, which Mac says shield has, has, has been abandoned since 1972. So Mac is like, I'm, this is me taking you on a date, Yo-Yo. Cause you always bounce back. And then what does slow Yo say? Slowio, she doesn't have her powers anymore. That's why. That's why her name is now Slowio. It's not Slowio. It is Slowio. It is not. She is so slow. They, we get to see a hot coffee, and then there's an active agent that walks in. This is a very dark looking, like like the shadowy. There's a shadow going on, but they <laughs> mention that he's in a blue uniform, and we get to see these up close later on. So I'm just gonna bring it up right now. 
These are throwback uniforms. Someone took a picture and showed me the old Nick uh, on Reddit. They showed the old Nick Fury mm-hmm. standing next to these uniforms. So basically, they're wearing the old Shield uniforms from issue one. I believe. Yes and no. Shield. Yes and no. It, the really the new like the ones that they do in the show they have collars and it's buttoned down the center. And you'll notice like Nick Fury and the gang, they're all tight, no collar on them. They're just round like like a pull. Their muscles shirt. are showing yes. through. So again, rippling. again, not as cool as those ones, but a very cool thing to see nonetheless. It was a well-executed, well-designed uh, little Easter egg for the fans and for people like myself who love the older S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, so that was really cool. Maybe we'll get David Hasselhoff in this show. That was not a good TV movie. I'm just saying, maybe we'll get him. And I'm saying that when that thing aired in the 90s, I recorded it, I watched it, had it on VHS, and I never watched that VHS again. How awesome it would be if he came as Nick Fury, and they're like, wait, you're not the Nick Fury we know, and he's like... Aren't I? He's like, times change. Or something Has like that. Has it? At the Crazy Canoe, I thought this was a nice little scene here where May is walking through the crowd. Every time she touches someone, she gets a little drunker or she gets drunk. Uh, I like her acting here. I think they're giving this this whole emoting with other people that are doing is giving this actress, because May has been, you know, she, she is very solid and very steadfast, but she has not. Outside of the exposition and the storyline, her acting has not changed from season one to now. Mm-hmm. So to see her do different acting like this, showing her range a little bit more, is, is very nice. And we also find out that Enoch has not been at the crazy... This is the whole reason they're going to the crazy new canoe, is to get Enoch. And he has not been there for over a year. And then, uh, for those of you who remember in previous... Last season, we saw him a little bit. When we went to the lighthouse, there was a periodical projections telling you, explaining what's going on at the lighthouse. Is that Was that your impression of his voice? I'm doing an impression of, yes, yes, it's, 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 it's not my best. No, it is not. What this am I supposed actually, to do, Joe from Family Guy? You can do Joe from Family Guy. You can do uh, Lemony Snickets from on the Unfortunate Events. Rick Stoner is in the house. Little, little Ricky, Ricky. Little Ricky. General Rick Stoner. Which, this is awesome. I love that. Colson and Sousa both know who he is. Sousa know, from knows him. From different perspectives. Yeah, as when he first came into S.H.I.E.L.D., and then Colson obviously knows him from later. Uh, you know, he's been, he's a person that's been around in S.H.I.E.L.D., a, a name in S.H.I.E.L.D., and Colson's a nerd like that, so he knows him. And then the big shocker comes. Malik is still alive and what? in charge of, of Hydra S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D.? Hydra S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. Wilford Maggot. I had this question because I don't know if it ever got answered in S.H.I.E.L.D. How did he die? I wonder how he died the first time. Uh, the Chronicons have kept him alive. So he did he die? Did he die from old age? I can't well, remember. I don't know if he died of old age because the Chronicons helped, kept him alive. So he might have died in a mission. He might have died a foul play, and they somehow saved him. I, we haven't gotten there yet. I don't think we will, but I was just curious if we knew. We do not. And then we find out that Project Insight is 40 years ahead of schedule. Very clever. Dealing with the MCU. What is Project Insight, Jerry? Project Insight, as people will remember, was the main Hydra storyline from Captain America Winter Soldier, which was designed at that time to spend up three helicarriers and then to use them to kill people all over the globe instantaneous from three helicarriers that are right next to each other. They would have spread out. I guess they would have had. Well, I don't know, because as soon as that thing activated, they acted like everybody was going to get killed. So I guess they must have had missiles on there that could have traveled the globe. I don't know. I think they explained that in that movie. That's your favorite. That's your favorite MCU. It movie. is. I always think that's a problem. Just but now apart. they're doing it in the past by using 1970s satellites with Chronicon technology. I'm yes. guessing to do this. Correct. Correct. We have a scene here where May flirts with Little Ricky, which was nice. 
and that's when she finds out. Uh, what does she find out here? Oh, she may finds out how far along Project Inside is, and it's not ready to go yet. I was looking up to uh, William Malick and uh, Freddie Malick, uh, Wilfred. Yeah, I said Wilfred. William. Yeah, um, but according to what I'm reading online here is. Uh, Malik often cheated at those. Uh, remember, they had those uh, ceremonies to figure out who was going to sacrifice for to the hive in previous seasons. Correct. And so he would cheat at that. Yes. And then it says, following his eventual death, his two sons discovered he was cheating with the ceremonies and forever changed their views of their father. So I don't know if we actually yeah, I don't saw think we him do. in those early episodes, or, or did we see him play that character? No, we've never seen him play this character before. This is a this is a new character in the show as far as but there is mention of mention that of previously mention of it but yeah we never found out why he died why he's dead and how the Chronicon saved him so maybe we might find it out maybe we won't we'll see speaking of which we do get to see Nathaniel Malik who's played by Thomas Sullivan who you know he's, he hasn't done too much he was in the Irishman he's done a couple other things and then we get to see Gideon Malik a younger version of Gideon Malik played by uh, Cameron uh, Pilates. And he hasn't done too much either yet. Nothing that I knew or could recognize that I wanted to write down. His last down. name is Pilates? Now, if you... P-A-L-A-T-E-S. I believe All that right. is Pilates. Pilates? I, I'm butchering their names. I never get their names right. If you play the drinking game, too. Now, we've, Joel seen, these, but we've seen these characters. Not these actors, though. But we've seen the characters before. Correct. We definitely have seen Gideon Malik before because he's played by Powers Booth. So there you go. But we saw them younger because we saw Nat, uh, Nathaniel... Was mm-hmm. sacrificed to hide. Yeah. So, Daniel. When did we see that? Because that, that that was actually filmed with different actors. Is that correct? Back correct. when Hive storyline. Oh, Daniel. Daniel's not the name of anyone. Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Right. Daniel, yep. You're, you're, so Nathaniel was sent to Hive, and he resented Gideon uh, for rigging the draw because Gideon rigged the draw like his dad. So when Hive came to Earth, with Nathaniel's memories, he killed Stephanie, who was Gideon's girlfriend or wife, or I think girlfriend, as a revenge, which made Gideon help Shield. Um, so that was, that was there, which means this, this all, because now we're changing the timeline. This gets into all sorts of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Like when we get to the future, is Hive going to still be alive? Is he going to still be out there? Is he going to be our big bad that we're going to be dealing with at the end of the season, which would be awesome, but I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. So we can speculate all we want on that, but anything can happen at this point because they have now changed the timeline. We get him. I have Colson. Oh, Col- Colson's on the phone at the at the bar, and he's talking to Simmons, who's on the Zephyr. And they. She's uh, giving. He's giving her an update. Yeah, they can't. He also find makes the Enoch. comment that Enoch. But Colson again coldly says Enoch is not the priority. Well, because Project Insight is now the priority. But but it's still drawing to the point where Enoch again. It's this running theme. Enoch's like I am all alone in this world, and you know here's another, basically a statement of it. You know, it's like. You know, like no, like for example, no, no one person on the team is worth risking. This correct? That was that what they were kind of taking approach? Like, let's say if there was a character who, like, they have an opportunity to like fix this, but then that character's say parents were in a dangerous situation, you wouldn't risk the whole operation just to save those parents, would you? She well, they they, they she changed the operation, but I know I get what you're saying. They're playing it off like Enoch is going to be there. He doesn't have emotions. He doesn't cha- change or anything like that. And they're not wrong. They, t- they turned out to not be wrong. This didn't make Enoch crazy or it didn't do anything like that. He's still Enoch when they come back to get him. 
Although I will say that Simmons does show some concern that Enoch is not there. They haven't mm-hmm. found him. Her neck she's, is hurting again. She's, she's having some concern. Back at the lighthouse, Mac and Yo-Yo are walking around. Things are different, and they stumble across the InSight launch pad, which is, has some construction going on it. And they do make a, Slowyo makes a reference to James Bond. There you go. At the crazy canoe, Daisy goes into the secret room with Sousa. And I like this moment here because Sousa actually has some like funny moments in this. Well, he thinks it's all really high tech. Yeah, he's like, there. wow, this is so high tech. <laughs> Daisy just like, kind of looks at him. He grabs a gun there, but he has a gun already on him. Hydra, Hydra's not going to use this gun. Hey, two guns are better than one. Yeah. But he probably needs to drop his cane if he needs to use two guns. And so, then, Jerry, we get the list. The list. The list of Project Insight. Your your fellow uh, podcaster here has done some research. Well, let me see if I can name the ones that I've heard, and then you can tell me if there's more. Oh, there are more. Obviously, there's Bruce Banner on yep. there as a kid, and we're told uh, at one point about Peggy Carter. She's not. She is not actually shown on the screen. We're Same told about Nick Carter or Nick Fury. He is also not on the list that we, we see. There is a reference to one of the Howling Commandos. There's two couple Howling Commandos. Okay, which why would you take him out unless you're referencing the fact that that one Howling Commando is eventually his descendant, his grandson or whatever becomes the principal. Yep, Jim Jim Morita. Yeah, and then there was at least one other reference that I. Well, don't I'm gonna go through. Go for it. We get Victoria Hand is on there. That's the one. That's the one. If people remember she was actually a shield agent who got killed in the first season did she get killed did <laughs> she is she coming back is she coming back susan uh, morsey who is bobby bobby morse morsey morse mockingbird mockingbird's mom in the comics got it uh nicole amador and this is not, it's not for sure but this is a possible reference to colson's prodigy Ak- akili amador from the first season he had an agent that worked with him, Colson Achille Amador. Feels like a stretch. Yep. Uh, Isabel Hartley is on the list. That was the actor. That was uh, the agent played by Lucy Lawless. Mm-hmm. Nathan Bowen, uh, who is Tandy Bowen's dad from Cloak and Dagger. Wow, really? Yeah. Good Although one. Nathan is spelled catch. wrong, it's like actually spelled uh. improperly. But David Robinson, Colin who Robinson's was in, from no, no, the, David Robinson was from the, the Spurs, and he was an admiral. Um, he was the admiral. He actually was in the Navy or the Marines. I think of the Navy, actually. And that, and that, that is actually not has to do anything with it. Now, here's some of the like the weird ones that are on there. Uh, Murphy, he was in the Secret Warriors ep- uh, issue number 24. I have Comrade Murray. That's not what it is. It's something else. Uh, <laughs> Michael Phillips, who uh, could Invented be Ice Phillips, Phillips uh, from Punisher War Journal number 52. These are stretches. Or he's an assistant director on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> for a couple of years. Some of these are just people uh, who there do props is a, and make up There is the a show. person with last name of Nelson, and could that be Foggy Nelson's parents? It is a very unique name, Nelson. Yeah. So those are the lists. There's a bunch of other names on there. They could be connected in no way. They could be family members of family members. They could be friends of somebody. But those are the ones that have some sort of comic book reference or think maybe they have reference to our show you're watching. This is the hard work we do for you out there. And I want to thank Reddit as well because Reddit did most of the work on this. I did, I did a ton of work on it too. Looked up all the names and, and thought about some of the names. Okay. So Malik, he bumps into Colson. Freddie, Malik bumps into Colson. And Malik mentions um, that he bought a home in River's End. And if you remember correctly, River's End is the town that is located outside of the lighthouse. I remember it now that you've said it. Colson says his name is Patrick Kutukik, 
And this is a reference, and I someone had pointed this out for me. This is a reference to Sarge's real name, which is Pachuktik. Sarge being Colson from last season. Pachuktik. And he said his name was Patrick Kutik. <laughs> so I thought that was, I'm like, wow, what a deep cut. But there it very is. Deep, very deep. And then Met Freddy's like, you don't think I would remember who you are? Because obviously he's working with the Chronicons. And, Ooh, they, right. remember, and they remember who he is. So he has, he has all these agents and Chronicons running around him. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. comes. I think it was Daisy is holding uh, Nathaniel yeah. hostage. And Freddy's like, let him go. That's my son. I got to let him go, which leads to the Chromacons later. Like, what are you doing? That's weird. You shouldn't do that. And then as they're running out, Daisy ends up. So Seuss is like, so what? S.H.I.E.L.D. takes people hostage now. What else is doing? And Daisy uses her powers. The important thing here is that Nathaniel actually sees her use her powers. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come into play later. And then as they're getting, how are they going to get out of there? Here, here, here comes my boy. Here comes my boy. Enoch to the rescue. Come with me if you want to continue to exist fantastic line i thought this scene i thought this was awesome did you not enjoy this scene it was okay they he did comes in, it in the previous oh did they yeah. well i did not see that again i really enjoyed it the, he the reason he picks the car is because he has a good uh rating on the um consumer reports it's got good safety ratings good gas mileage come with me if you wish to continue to live to exist to exist i'm doing my version which obviously is Terminator. I do like this part because Coulson actually apologizes to Enoch in this moment. It's the one time he's like, hey, sorry we haven't picked you up, all this stuff. Sorry. Well, and then as bad. they leave, uh, Luke, who's our main uh, Comic-Con, he's like, we're going to change the rules. What does that mean? What does that mean? We'll find out here in a second. And by that, by a second, we mean we're on the Zephyr, and we're about to jump time. And this is Seuss is like, is this supposed to be happening here? The Chromicons are like, we're going to move. We're I still gonna... don't understand how this is a, a deal. Like if they were They are to tied there. to them. Oh. The, the ship is tied to their ship. They ride the wakes, yeah. and that's how it works. We don't know how that works yet. If Fitz has something to do with that. Um, my question here is, why did they just jump three years? They could, have just, they could have jumped like five years, and Insight would have been launched. But I think the Chromicons have a different, they want to do something different. They have a different mission in mind, and their mission is to have the Zephyr uncovered. I think that's their mission. I did like the scene here when Jerry's talking about slow yo. I like that we're about to jump forward, and yo yo is the only she takes off, and she's like, "I'm gonna get off this plane so I can stay behind and stop Project Insight." She doesn't make it, and she wouldn't have made it if she had her superpowers because her superpowers are springs back. Although I guess it could have sprung back to nothingness. That's the thing, yeah. But I like that she took off. I like that she was the one that, like, if, I like that any of them were like, go now. And they, she just booked it. I thought that was really a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. So we are three years. 1976. Into the future. That's where they've jumped. The shuttle is ready to launch in the lighthouse. Some great little special effects there. Very cool. On the Zephyr, uh, Simmons walks into this room. And That's she's this go- room we're in She's going to walk in the milk room. She's going to talk to Enoch, who she doesn't know is there. But as she walks in, she looks over at Deke, and she has this look of concern on her face. I don't know why that is. Uh, it was very. It was a very. If you watch it again, you'll see it. It's actually a very poignant actor moment. I think the actress playing Simmons knows more than. Oh, the this is the Simmons. big mystery of the season. Mm-hmm. Where is Fitz? How well, long? As as the the time period. Is this really Gemma? You know, 
you know, is, is, is Fitz actually, when we finally do run into him, will he be 30 years older than everybody else? We don't know. All of these are on the table at this point. Is Time Simmons thing. and Fitz merged into one person? You know, now, the thing with the Simmons here is obviously we see the dots on the back of her neck, and we're seeing she's talking to Enoch. How is she saying she's forgotten and confused? confused yep. And he's like, well, we'll deal with it. We'll reprogram you. Whatever he's trying to say here, we're, we're led to believe, oh, my God, maybe she's an LMD. But the show has gone out of its way to show that when the EMP went off and it knocked out all the Chronicons, as well as Coulson himself, she was unaffected. So that would theoretically mean that she is not an LMD. Yeah, I never thought she was an LMD. I think there's but something But we're seeing something on. glowing inside of her and the fact that she's confused. That ship could be and- in there to, to erase her memory. It's a memory implant of some sort, potentially. I do keep all the memories in the back of my neck. Not in my brain. Well, it's a stem, It's on the brain stem, and it goes up into the brain. Someone put it on her spine, then, for that matter. What is? It that? is on her spine. It's I on mean, her brain put it stem. Down in her lower back. It's just... Well, then she can't scratch it if she needs to. Oh, uh, that's true. And then we have a moment here where Sousa comes up, and he's he goes so mad. He goes off on her, and, D and D he's like, come and "How her. can you?" Uh, yeah, D comes in and rescues him. But he's like, "What was he mad about?" He's mad because she doesn't know what's going on. He's like, "Well, she's How? in charge. She totally. He totally should jump at her at well, this no, point I, I and that, not go on against totally Mac." should go after Mac, but like, I like Sousa doing this. Like, you're you're doing what? You're you're jumping through time and you don't know how you're doing it or why you're doing it. Uh, da- Daisy answers this question later, and she basically says later, she's like, "You know, if we weren't trying to stop them, the world would be a worse place. So let us do what we're doing. We're the good guys here." Um, but I do like that Sousa is very much still like a in charge kind of person where he's like, I'm the boss. Let me, I don't have a small brain. Tell me how this works. Yeah, I do like that. And then she doesn't say anything. He's like, how do you not know how you're just using something and you don't know how it works? That doesn't make sense. Cause he also, I think senses that she's lying a little bit, but, or she's lying a little bit. Lying so Mac plans, uh, he has, his, his plan is to flood the lighthouse. I thought this was interesting because they don't want to blow the lighthouse up because there's a ton of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in there who are not bad people. So they're going to flood the lighthouse, and that's going to set off an evacuation alarm to evacuate everyone from the lighthouse. Daisy drops two critical lines here. She drops the line of, she drops the line of, there may be prisoners inside. Wink, wink. There may be prisoners inside, so that's why we can't flood it. Mm-hmm. And then she drops the other line. The Zephyr can't fire, miss, fire missiles because it'll give our position away. Wink, wink. Stay tuned. So she gives those two lines what there that, that are going to What does that even mean that's going to give our position away? Because they're cloaked. Yeah, but then they're still cloaked. I think they have to uncloak to fire the missiles. Yeah, but then they cloak back up. But uh, maybe their Chronicon's technology can find them. Yeah, that, that, is, that is garbage. If that's the case, that's a garbage. Just, that's just moving the storyline oh, with yeah, a stupid sure. reasoning. Sure. Maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a line that says our technology was able to pinpoint where those missiles came from. You know, we missed the line earlier uh, sure. when they were talking about Project Insight. Unless you mentioned it, and I just wasn't paying attention to you. Probably um, that they talk about when they're talking with uh, Sousa, basically how they're saying, you know, at you know how how infiltrated Hydra is, and they're actually saying it's actually only a few people mm-hmm. at the top who are Hydra. People like General Rick Stoner, who ironically is at the top, is not one. They, they they go out of their way to make sure that they say, like, you know, most people like General Rick so that we as the home viewer don't go like, well, what about him? Shouldn't we be questioning him? And they're basically saying, listen, we're not going down this road with him, so it's not, not him. But it's also re- referencing what's going on here. We're saying, like, even though everybody's in that base, there could be a bunch of Hydra people. There's also a ton shield of shield people. people. Yes. Good people. Okay, so let's focus here. So you're saying they're going to flood the base, but they're concerned about the shield people in there so then what is their plan as they flood the base it would set off an evacuation alarm to have everyone evacuate as the it's base. flooding as it's flooding yes and so so they have a lot of time to get people out while Probably. it's flooding 
So how much would a lot of that time make it also possible for the thing to rocket to fly off too? Still, because it kind of seems like the rocket's ready it's to go. It's best not to think about the time travel. I hate this. It's not even enough. time. This isn't time travel. This is this is this is the rocket's always going to fly out of that base. So we're not really going to focus on the fact that our plan isn't going to work because when our plan's not going to work anyways. So it just sits there. Well, the rocket might not fly out. I think they talked about it like shutting down. Everything shuts down at that point when they do that, and everyone has to evacuate. All right, let's get to slow yo. So yeah, we, so we go to we go to Malik's place in Rivers End. Uh, Luke is talking to Malik. I like there's a subtle Terminator music underneath there. The 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 Chromicons music. I thought that was a nice little ad. And then Luke he gives Malik leverage in the form of a picture. What is on the picture? We don't know. At the lighthouse, Daisy hacks into the lighthouse from outside. Susa, uh, I like he goes, you you got this from Super Serum. And then she's like, no, nah, it's not Super Serum. Something else. Uh, which is it's fun to bring up super serum. And mm-hmm. then he has a moment here where he thinks that the future is moving, everything's moving too fast, and this may be his last stop. Yeah, like he's going to stay in 1976. Yeah, and he's like, when he's we like, all know he's going to make it all the way to the Avengers mm-hmm. so he can make up a cop on the street. Right? And then he wishes he would have been able to, you know, had said some goodbyes to people. So, you know, who knows what that's going to be. Now, that from be our perspective, we're supposed to we look at that and go, like, why wouldn't you just stay with the team and get to present day? But I guess my question to you is if you were the person and there's a bunch of people coming from the future here and you move forward, if you had an opportunity to stop at any point, wouldn't you be like, this is good enough? I don't want to keep moving into the future. I don't want to go to 2020, that's for sure. <laughs> Jeez. But how is she going to convince him that the future is better? Show her, like, an iPhone taking a picture or something? They can zoom in with a picture. Enhance. Enhance. We go into the lighthouse. Colson he does wish he could say some goodbyes to people. That was yeah. a reference to, I guess, Peggy? Or any of the people he was with. Could have been Peggy. Colson and May are inside wearing the old uniforms. Very cool. And then I love this scene here because so Daisy and uh, Daisy and Sousa are working outside. Nathaniel comes around the corner and shoots him real quick with like I, it's like an icer rifle. I he shoots him real quick and, and real. Thought if, that was Gideon. I was like, mm, I don't think it is. It's pretty much Nathaniel. Nathaniel, and it, he shoots him quick, like inefficiently. And I was like, no one's ever done that on this show. No villain has ever done that. They've, they've never turned around a corner and shot our heroes quickly. It just doesn't happen in these TV shows. It does in two-parters. <laughs> so I thought this I thought this was really, uh, I like that. On the Zephyr, we get this really cool shot out of nowhere where Max in the foreground and uh, Simmons is in the background, and they're both in focus. You never see these kind of shots, uh, except for, like, in film or, like, some Which is really usually blur- done with a special lens. Yeah, and so to get this shot, I was like, why are they doing this? Love seeing it. So that was a nice little shot. don't even remember what they're talking about here, but that was a good shot. So back at Malik's place, Yo-Yo and Deke, they come in. They confront him. Deke's got a gun on him. At the lighthouse, we have Coulson and May. And, and let me back up. So, so Deke has an icer on him, right? No, they're using, they're using the big guns. So they're going to take him in. They're going to capture him with an icer because we just established icers earlier with our Well, interesting because uh, Mac wants – he actually goes, bring him in. And De- uh, Yo-Yo's like, we can't, we can't keep him in prison forever. He's like, I'll deal with that when we come to it. And I was like, why couldn't you keep him in prison forever? Lock him up. Lock him up. He's mad. Like, just keep him in prison forever. But you, that's a good point. Why didn't he bring an icer with? Maybe the icer has, like, a switch on it that makes it a gun versus an icer. I, hope, I don't know. At the lighthouse, we get this great scene where they where Coulson tries to tell Rick Stoner, little Ricky, about, you know, Hydra infiltrating and Chromicons and all, Chronicons and all that kind of stuff. And May touches him and just knocks him out because he's like, yeah, you're not. He's not believing you. And then we get this awesome effect 
of the water opening up over by in the water Which with the lighthouse and we go inside and we get to see the shuttle on the inside i think we've seen it open up before but i don't think we've ever went inside no and, i don't think we have and actually seen the the and well, we've never seen a shuttle inside there so i thought this was a really really well done shot malik back at malik's place he tells him that the chronicons knew everything how it was gonna they unfold see all. yeah i like this they're like we knew we know what's going on. That's why they have the prisoners. That's why they're like, we know you're gonna try to flood the base. We know you're gonna try to stop insight. That's not what the point of this whole thing is. They ha- they're in control the whole time. And I love this. I think there was a moment, uh, I think it was Daisy or Yo Yo, when they're like, Think about he's had Malik's had three years. Think about all the other stuff he's planned to do or he's doing. And, I, you know, that can be applied to the Chronicons. Like, they had, a three, had three years to hang out there. They could have planned so much other stuff. And I loved it. Absolutely great. We see a quick little scene here of Sousa and Daisy. They're tied up and knocked out in a van being driven by Nathaniel. And then we get this moment here where uh, this is the big moment, one of the big moments of the episode where Malik is like, you can't do anything. We know what you're going to do. You don't, we, we can see everything coming. And Deke just shoots him, kills him right there. And I kind of liked it. It's really dramatic. It moves the story forward. Where's Deke's storyline going? Is he becoming a bad guy? Is you that why Simmons looked at him? Gonna yell at him? Concerned? Oh, yeah. He's going to yell at him. Why did you do that? Why don't you ever listen to rules? You know, the rules where we're, we're supposed to do this no matter what, except for the next moment that happens here. On the Zephyr, Max sees his parents are in a cell. Uh, question, is that what was on the photograph? I've seen people online speculate that that's what was on the photograph. But then why would they, they show us that? What is that actually a photograph of? Because Mac's already seeing a television screen of it. So, yeah, we don't really get an exact reference to what's on the picture. But unless, again, I've said, like I said, somebody online thought the picture was that. And I don't know if that's There is confirmed. a quick moment where the picture kind of flips around. And yeah. I guess if you wanted to like try to freeze frame it, you can try to see what it is, but I, I wasn't about to go that no. far. Be, that's hard stuff. Especially on Hulu, trying to freeze frames and things on Hulu. Woo. So he wants to abort. He, he wants to abort says, the mission. Hey, he guys. does abort the mission. He's like, he's like, we can survive a lot of things. We can leave Enoch back, but you guys need me as the commander here, so we can't do this. It's a paradox. Yeah. He has to stop the mission, because if his parents end up dying... Then everything gets reverted back to normal, and we're all okay. The Mac's not there... And then, oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah. Uh, at the lighthouse, so the, he boards the mission as May and Coulson are trying to get out of there, and they get surrounded by uh, Hydra or S.H.I.E.L.D. or whoever's surrounding them and, uh, getting, and arresting them or whatever they do. On the Zephyr, Mac uses uh, the ship to shoot the, uh, rockets, revealing their location to destroy Project Insight. And then we get to the button. It was just a weird thing. I mean, this whole giving up position thing, I hope they explain that next episode. And I have confidence that they might. We get the button. We get Nathaniel. He's on the phone. He's on a pay phone. He's trying to uh, leave a message. He wants to get instructions from? Daniel Whitehall. He doesn't need to talk to him in person. He just needs it written down, which means we'll be, we will not be seeing Daniel Whitehall. He wants information <laughs> for transferring enhanced abilities surgically. Yes, because Daisy's mom got her abil- Daniel Whitehall stole Daisy's mom's ability. Mm-hmm. And uh, he for, would like to do that he's with do, Quake. Yes. And so that is the end of our episode here. I, again, thought this was a great episode. I do probably, in hindsight, think that the week before might have been just something I enjoyed just a little bit more, but we're talking about very small degrees of great episodes. Yeah. I, I really like this episode. Maybe it's not as... It, it's really good. It's really good. Is it in the top ten Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes? Maybe. 
But I don't, you know, it's not in the top five or anything like that. It's still pretty good. I don't know. If it's, it's in the top, top five of this season. Yes. Yes. Well, excellent. And you did not see it coming up next week. I did not. Where we get to have Super Bobby excited. and Hunter show up. But. I'm waiting for some fits. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll be coming back with the next episode as we continue this lovely final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Where Are We At in Time, the official title of the series. And we look forward to talking with you on the next episode. And until then, I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time.